Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. She wanted to come into a Kanye song. Say go out to it. Oh, okay. We can do that too. Which one? Uh, wasn't it that Heaven song? The one that, I think it's you like got, the second You got the new track. album? The, the second track? Yeah, yeah the one that goes hallelujah, about. hallelujah. Yeah. Let get that plugged up. All right. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the Reality Is. Boy, you back. <laughs> it feels good too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship too. Suck his dick, don't pacify. Well, okay, I got that too. But <laughs> I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is being almost uh oh god. One cheek. Look at yeah, that all good. <laughs> Gotta have that studio. Gotta have that studio operated shit, man. I, you know what? We already know who it is. We got the intro. It's me, Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filter becomes extinct. Got my co-host. Artesia. Thank you for being in the building. Got the homie Spider. Running the boards. Oh, in the I got an intro. Hold yeah, on. man. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hey, what up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I told Spider Man. I honestly, this week I've been telling Artizi. I'm telling Spider today. I literally start to feel like I'm starting to feel like we the best doing this shit. Mm, and you always feel like that though. Whether the numbers reflect that because we, you know we're like gra- a grassroots podcast where you know we're not famous, mm-hmm. we're not. Whatever, but I feel like we put in the work to get to a certain point. And the reason I say that is I've watched and looked at a lot of other podcasts over the last few months. And I see, well, let me be honest and tell you where this stems from because we never really addressed this. We were chosen again or nominated again for Podcast of the Year. Horse shit, poppy crot, bull shit, fake shit, hoe shit, bitch shit, lying shit, fake shit. We are real shit we are not (laughs) going to do anything with the nomination this year because after last year and i won't talk about the companies or the businesses or entities that are involved in this but what i will say is it's fugazi which means fake which means we're not going to be a part of something that is honestly like the oscars where you could be the best at something and if you don't know the right person suck enough dick Mm. then you're not going to get nominated I'm speechless right now. I know you are because she wasn't expecting this. This is not on our <laughs> list. This is not on the agenda. But this is the reason I speak out. And people are promoting us and saying, hey, nominate, nominate. I'll say this too. It didn't even or like vote. or vote. Yeah, yeah, vote, vote, vote. But the thing about it is I just heard the voting was extended another month. Oh, really? Because clearly shit ain't going the way it's supposed to. Huh. One thing we know about business is if something gets pushed back or changed, then something on the back end ain't right. Isn't the, the whole show is like less than a month away. Less than a month away. And last year when we were a part of it, the nominating stopped at the beginning of October. Well, it, okay, so then the voting process is closed. It, it was is. just extended longer previously, but it's closed now. Yeah, but why extend it? Because nobody was getting votes. You know why nobody was getting votes? Because niggas have to tell their friends and their family 
hey, go vote for me. If you are a real motherfucking podcast you or a real anything, you don't have to go tell nobody, hey, vote for me. Like, I know when we first did it last year inside of our group me, we was like, yo, we're a part of this. If you feel like you want to vote, vote. It's another thing, like people putting cash apps, like podcasts, be like, send us a little coin. <laughs> me and Artesia talk all the time, bro. We be like, man, we we literally foot the bill of this shit ourselves. Yeah. But we think about it a lot of times and do we want to ask for money sometimes? And sometimes we do. We see other people doing it and we're like, yo, we maybe should do this, but we just ain't made like we that. Are individually. We just don't go yeah, out well, asking and looking for handouts. That when people start giving you money, they want to have input. Exactly. exactly. And the expectations change. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say we've never really done that. And that's one thing I feel like that makes us proud. Somebody hit us up and they were like, why don't y'all have a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. We want one. We're working we on one, one. And we have one. But when we not. put out shit, I want shit to look like quality, mm-hmm. creativity, movie, not TV shit. shit not there. just a phone and people posting shit. No, we want real quality shit. Just like with the studio. A lot of people always ask us, where do you record at? Mm-hmm. We did our last episode at my place, but we only did that shit because... I was able to tweak the quality a little bit to make it better. Yeah. I will not go home and record just because it's free and have piss poor quality. Yeah. And you have so many people that'll be like, I don't want to pay $50 uh, uh, for studio time. I don't want to pay $100. $100 for two hours but is about as cheap tra- as it gets. It, exactly. Because when you travel outside of Dallas, like the studio prices are not cheap. And Some the minimum no. is they yeah. starting off at 200 no, for the most they're part. Not, they're not bad in Dallas, but normally if you get lower than that like you're gonna suffer in the quality department exactly Exactly. like i just saw an ad on instagram the other day for a studio that i know has been a photography studio for a long time you know what i'm talking about and all it is is a tiny board and a brick brick walled room i'm like oh my god it's gonna sound like shit (laughs) yes the only reason it would even be decent because i know exactly where you're talking about is because as you know with the brick it's kind of like already having a paneling up but if your system Mm -hmm. is shit and you don't know how to do it or work it or tweak it like you do. It's going to yeah. be shit. Uh, yeah. And they were using the same system. That same, we we ran it. out for live podcasts if you need uh, exactly. some equipment for your I live saw podcast. That <laughs> so I told Arteza we was looking. I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I like the brick wall, but I was looking at the thing and then I saw a picture that I was like, they should have cropped out the, the picture. Part, it was still exposed like to show that they were still working on it. Exactly. I have to take my headphones off. My like I'm sweating like a motherfucking. Okay, so winter time is here and I'm excited. Here. The wintertime is here. Me too. I know Spider likes the wintertime. I know you like the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But me and Spider like it for different reasons. We sweat a lot. So to be <laughs> in the cold to where you could actually wear something that like a hoodie and not feel mm-hmm. like you're about to die. Right. Like I'm about to die now. Oh, my God. It feels fe- great. It feels good in here. But it's just like I wore a hoodie and I didn't wear a T-shirt under there. Mm-hmm. But I started to take uh, Spider's thought processing. Go topless. Go topless and put that motherfucking chain I'm on. I'm telling you. Cause I was just like, "Yo, I mean, I see you on like that on Instagram." Anyway, you might as well do it for the show. Oh yeah, that's true. You will be posting them thirst trap pictures. <laughs> Wait a minute now. What is a thirst? Hold up. There's always a inspirational message to it. At yeah, least. it is. But the the actual picture is thirst trap. I never tried. Okay, so this is what I look at. This I is the told thing. him the other day. He posted one. He had a little tattoos. He had his little yes, yeah, his little taco meat. I couldn't like it. Uh, just, on pre- <laughs> just on principle. Had was that like, beard. It was looking crazy. I'll tell you it was a nice picture, but I okay, wasn't going to like it. I appreciate that you're saying that, but the thing about it was, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think about things. I feel like a thirst trap is, a trap is something you set for someone. Mm-hmm. When I do it, I don't literally be thinking, like, somebody going whatever. You may not think about it. But if that was the case, then I would just put on basketball shorts and not wear drawers and take a picture <laughs> with a dick print. But that ain't that so foul. Be, you more creative. That, that so would you be come th- 
that would be thirst. I never even take a picture below my chest anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's right there where my. That's all you need. You got the tattoos, the shoulder, the broad oh shoulders, God. the muscles. That's not even what I'm trying to do. Hey, your little robe bro. on. It's oh, got right. the hair hanging. It was my birthday. It was thirty, my thirty-seventh birthday. Happy man. birthday! Thank you. A lot has changed, but we we hadn't even met one topic yet. We ain't done nothing on on script just yet. I knew it was gonna go off. Nah, it's cool. I do want to talk about Watchmen. I was asking Spider if he had seen Watchmen. He said he hasn't. I definitely think you guys should watch that. It's Watchmen. Um, starring Regina King on HBO. HBO. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to pay the full price for HBO, I think you can pay for HBO now to look, be a little bit cheaper, like getting the app on mm-hmm. like Fire Stick or something. It'll be yeah. a little bit cheaper than like $15 or four, or the $20 that you have if you have cable. Mm-hmm. You can get it for like 10 or like nine ninety nine. So if you so can't, go ahead. Is Watchmen the comic book thing? It is. Okay. So the the difference about it is if you know the story, the, the, the cartoon is pretty much like there are superheroes but they do bad shit. Yeah. Like I think it's what Remshack, uh, Mr. Smiley, uh, Mr. Manhattan, like the dude, the blue guy who is illuminated. So I thought the Watchmen show would be more so about like the movie, mm-hmm. but it's not. They still have like the Remshack mask, which is those guys who wear that mask is the seventh Calvary. The seventh Calvary is pretty much the equivalency to the KKK mm-hmm. today. The reason I liked it is because they make the cops, the hero mm-hmm. in the show. And they make the cops wear a yellow mask to hide their identity because they are getting murdered by the seven cavalry mm-hmm. or basically making life the way it truly should be where whites are fair, treated fair, blacks are treated fair. Like it's a equal playing ground, mm-hmm. but they have to protect the, the cops have to wear the mask to protect themselves and protect their families. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about it is black people in the mood, or at least for the first episode, yeah. they get justice. Exactly. And I, you never like you see the racist guys do the shit that they do and no justice is ever being taken or, you know, nobody's getting it. Yeah, because the opening was so strong. Yeah. Like it came in with the massacre a, in Tulsa. A black Wall Street in yeah. 1921. Yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of people on Twitter were like a lot of white people mm-hmm. were like they had no idea that. This oh, it was some niggas, happened. too. who didn't. There's some black folks that didn't know either. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. But that's also because we don't get taught our history. True history. And mm-hmm. Unless you go out and you research and find out on your own. There yeah. is a lot of stuff Shit. that you won't know. Even then, like, it's hard to find. Like, I was looking for information on the fair. Yeah. And, like, race rela- relations basically at the fair. Mm-hmm. And it was hard as fuck to find information. Yeah. And I could tell you when KKK Day was and how many people they recruited and how mm-hmm. many people were there. For real? Dude, it's crazy, man. There's all kinds of information about that shit. But mm-hmm. trying to find out information about black history it's yeah. just mm-hmm. hard man. and i think it's difficult too and that's what i was going to say not judging white people it's kind of like you grew up in some of most of white people grew up in a bubble yeah and they don't have to deal with the shit we have to deal mm-hmm. with so for us it's like we grew up knowing we're black mm-hmm. and then we grew up knowing the history of who we are which i don't give a fuck what people talk about like on our last episode with tanika and them mm-hmm. black and white people are always going to be forever tied together yeah. because it's like the strongest it's like a I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's a push pull relationship. Mm-hmm. You got people who don't want to see us, you know, come together and be as one. So they're pushing it. You have people who fight for equality and people who agree with if you're dating interracially for the right reason, like mm-hmm. myself saying I'm OK with that. I'm OK with that. Mm-hmm. But we have to get to a point. My whole thing is like the people or the black people who will say who are anti like interracial dating. Mm-hmm. What are we fighting for? Like if we're fighting to make this world better. Yeah. I'm not saying that it has to start with interracial dating, mm-hmm. but it's like if we think that we're better than them and they think that they're better than us, then what makes us better in the thought? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that some of us start to think that way and feel that way because of how they feel about us. So it's like we have to put that wall up and be guarded and protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing I like about Watchmen. It was shot right. 
It was shot well. Yeah. And it's good versus evil. And because that's what I was going to say. It's all about the the message and exactly. how you deliver it. Exactly. Because I know uh, we were talking earlier this week about a video that was on social media about interracial dating. Which one? The black girl that was talking about. Oh, yeah. Why all it was niggas, I know like, why black men date white women. It was kind of like, well, first of all, the title didn't even match the video because she didn't the even content. get in. Yeah. She didn't even get into why black men date white women at all. It was more of a rant to say that they shouldn't do it. Yeah. But and she made some good points as but she far made as but look stupid exactly too. because the overall message was so aggressive and, and it was hateful. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck what she said. Yeah. For me, I listened to it and I was like, I get it. I'm not a black woman, so I can't say whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm a black man. And at the end of the day, like I've said before, do I got a booger in my nose? I no. clean my nose. I feel like I got a literal booger. Thanks, buddy. He looking on the monitor like I can't see it on the screen. <laughs> I think I do. But my whole thing is, and this is. I didn't mean to get into this, but race is so important. And a lot of times I feel like, especially on bo- podcasts, black men and women are scared, mm-hmm. especially black men, to discuss their thought process on interracial dating. Mm-hmm. And we always go straight to to black and white. And a lot yeah. of people are like, well, interracial dating is it's expansive. It's a lot of other different races, but nobody it gives is. a shit exactly. about them. And if your skin is light or mm-hmm. you're mixed on down to my skin color, you're fair game. Exactly. It's being light skin on up mm-hmm. the color wheel or around the color wheel to being pale white or albino white yeah. to a light skin person is when you start having a problem. But my whole thing is like, why do you have to worry about what other people fucking think? That's the way of the world. So. And I don't think that's going to change. It's not. And that's why. Just like the way the system was created. It's not going to so change. So many things are not going to change. All you can do is make the best of the situation, yeah. which is why I think you should watch Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen in real life, but they're depicting the way it would it, be. I think it'll happen. It's happening in certain ways. Yeah. So it's not to say, oh, it won't. but across the board. Mm. Yeah. And when I watch Watchmen, I said, I know it's going to be a lot of white men mad. Mm-hmm. The reason it's going to be a lot of white men mad is for one. They've never seen their asses handed to them <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> And a lot of people be like, don't you worry about offending white people when you say this? No, because the only white person I'm going to offend is the racist motherfucker yeah. or the ignorant yeah. motherfucker. The take offense. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. And when I say this shit, a lot of people think Spider's black on the podcast. I want to let people really? know Spider is white. They listen to your voice and they be like, oh, Spider's cool. I'd be like, he's white. He's not black. <laughs> You know what we'll I'm take saying? Take a picture later. Yo, we got to do something <laughs> because right. they literally be thinking every time we fuck, they be like, who is that? That, 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 that dude be whatever. And yeah. he be like, he spot on for black people. I be like, that nigga's white, bro. Yeah. Like, he ain't black. <laughs> so That's right. Your brother thought I was black. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. You know I was going to say, somebody came yeah. here and said that. Jermaine did. <laughs> yeah. Jermaine thought he was black. So um, last night I went out to go have some dinner mm-hmm. to meet up with the homie Overton, one of my good friends um, out of Denver. Had a guy's, you know, pretty much like a guy's click up and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um on my way, I took a lift, and we always have lift chronicles and tell yeah, you guys. Really do, man. I'm telling you, I don't know how the fuck this shit happens. First of all, she you didn't talk about it, so the universe gives the, you get, the story. I guess that literally has to be it. Yeah. But literally, I, I called her. She came. She couldn't find a place. She found a place when I got in the car. You always know it's a black person when they pull up because it was a Dodge Avenger on dubs, <laughs> and it had like trim on the side, and it was clean. Got in. It was this black chick. I think I probably didn't even get a chance to put my seatbelt on and she was telling me all her personal business. The great thing was that my trip was only about seven minutes That's away. That's the struggle of being black because everybody is. feel like they can just talk to you like you their homegirl, homeboy. Yep. And even with business, they feel like, where's the discount? Yeah. Where's the hookup? No, I'm just going to be black shit. as I am right now and start saying, I'm not fucking black. Yeah. Pay the fare, my <laughs> nigga. I, re- I recorded a whole 10-minute 
Well, I say conversation. Yeah. It was one-sided. <laughs> Every time I started to talk, he cut me off. Like, I recorded the whole thing, but I didn't ask his permission, so I can't do anything with it. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny as hell. It was when you were in a, in a lift? In an Uber, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing, man. So she started talking about, like, having her kids, and she's like, yeah, I got five kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, I wouldn't be telling anybody that because I don't know your situation. I don't know if you're married. So for me, I'm just like, this bitch is fucking. Then gets- Why is that the label for women, though? It's the label for niggas, too. If you got seven, five, and seven kids, I'm like, this nigga need to put a rub on. Yeah, but it's looked at worse for women. Well, for me, it wasn't looked at worse in that moment. Now, I will say, even when it's women who have men, Mm -hmm. I hate when I see, like, I remember one time I saw a black woman with, like, five kids Mm -hmm. walking somewhere, and I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. That may not. I, where was we at? We, was we were at the beach. Yeah, she came in, and she in, had in, the in kids. Uh, California. Yeah, and she had. And I was like, damn. I was like, it's unfortunate, but people will be like, why y'all think so much about it? Because we know how people look at us. Yeah, and I know people probably was looking at her like, where's where the dad they? at? Yeah. She got five kids struggling to carry them all across mm-hmm. the beach and whatever. And she had a wedding ring on, mm-hmm. but I was just like, okay, maybe he had to work, and this is just kids out day. But yeah. it's like we, like Isha said on that episode, we do so much of trying to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and protect our names. That we run ourselves fucking ragged. Mm-hmm. This it's bitch, just, this, this woman just wanted to come into the beach. Who gives a fuck whether she had a daddy or a husband or their kids got that? Who so cares? So your lift driver just wanted to tell you that she had five just kids. Just had five and- kids. But then she also told me about her getting ready to have a stomach surgery. And I was like, I know two people that are cool with me who have had the surgery. One, it went well. One, it didn't go so well, but they recovered. But mm-hmm. she was like, I'm getting ready to eat, bro. This motherfucker says, yeah, the doctor said he's going to have to cut something out in the inside oh my of my line into my stomach. I said, ma'am, please. We pulled up. She pulled up to the valet to let me out. She's like, I got one quick question before you before you get out of the car. So the valet thought we were parking the car. The valet comes up, grabs her door. She's like, no, thank you. She turns around. By the time she turned around, I was already out the car. I said, nigga, thank you. And he said, huh? I said, she was. It's no, but Uber. she got her question off because what was the question? You what said, was it? I forgot it. Should she had a surgery? Oh, yeah. Like you was going to be the <laughs> Like I'm the doctor. But as I was getting, she's like, should I have a surgeon? I, like when, when he came to whatever, I got out. And as I was getting out, I was like, it's up to you. <laughs> Like, I don't fucking know. And I don't fucking care. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck you. She wasn't huge. She just looked lazy. Oh, wow. I'm I know that sounds bad. You. That sounded horrible. Well, she did look lazy. Mm. I mean, let's go. Yeah. She had a flannel blanket in the back seat. <laughs> My ass was hot. She resting on she, her. She doing some, on her breaks. Rides. She doing something. I was like, that's a start. So my 37th birthday was this week. Uh, a lot of people were hitting me up. Thanks for all the birthday love. A lot of people are asking me, what are you doing? Because a lot of people like to celebrate their birthday, mm-hmm. do all of this crazy shit. Me, not so much. Mm-hmm. Hung out with Artesia. Artesia is the type of motherfucker that will still, like, she likes to do expensive shit. And I told her, I said. Not expensive shit. I just like grand gestures. So when we were kicking it, she was like, yo, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, well, first of all, we ain't together. You ain't got to buy me shit, so you should take advantage of this. Because for seven years, you bought $500 and up type gifts. This is the year that you are off the hook. So yeah. she's like, well, I want to get something. So I think we went somewhere and I I'm literally, got, person, I literally so. got one X, Xbox, one joystick. And then what else did you give me? You wanted that book, the Tanahasi Oh, yeah, the Tanahasi Coast, Coast book, The Water Dancer. And I think that was about it. We went to eat lunch. Yeah. yeah. And we just caught, you know, caught up, talk, whatever. The day was more so spent like running like errands. Regular errands. But that was cool with me. And she was like, you sure you don't want something else? I said, now, if you want you me to break your book, else, you know like, me, like I can break your pocketbook if you want me to do this shit, but I'm telling you. That's just because I'm a birthday person and I am used to like grand gestures. Yeah. So yeah. it's difficult for me. The, my booty my son, slid this cover off the oh seat. Oh my God. Keep talking. Yeah. My son is the same way. 
he's like he's so simple yeah and i'm like are you sure that's all you want like and i think that i have to go out and get other stuff and he's just so like laid like back. i'm good he's like i just want to chill with yeah, my friends and it my is. family it I'm is like, that's it boy you 12 years old but i think i'm recognizing what life is really about mm-hmm. i feel like ever since i hit 35 i'm like this shit is not that important the shit that we're looking for the shit that we want oh yeah it's not that important i'm gonna tell you now we're gonna end the show about 11 40 Oh. I gotta step outside and get. Some, I'm like, okay. feel like I'm about to Just sweat. Fuck like. the great content that we came up with. No, we're gonna finish the. <laughs> look at this. We're gonna finish the content. I'm just saying. I need Go ahead to and step it. out. We'll take care. Of you it know what I'm saying. <laughs> but for me, it's like I I started to recognize what's important. So for me, at 37, what's important to me is family, mm-hmm. a legacy, like creating real friendships, mm-hmm. like not fake shit, not networking mm-hmm. and becoming cool with somebody to get something from them yeah. or something. You know, they can get something from me. Yeah. I would like for me and Spider to talk more and hang out more because he's my type of person. And like, mm-hmm. I know we always talk about, hey, if you in town or I mean, if you're in the city mm-hmm. and I'm at home, come through. We'll mm-hmm. smoke. We'll just chill out for hours, whatever you want to do. I even tell you, if you want to stay out, sleep on the couch, you can have whatever the case may be mm-hmm. because he's a cool person and he always keeps in contact with me, whether we come here or not. Yeah. Then it's like a few other people. But mm-hmm. I don't like being in situations to where and, and you've been in these situations where we meet people, mm-hmm. they're cool up front, mm-hmm. they're cool for like a month or two. And then shit fall apart. Yeah, that's the representative. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the name of the podcast, yeah. The Representative. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many people. A lot of that's, and you, we were talking about one this morning. Yes. And there's so many people that act like something or act like they're good or act mm-hmm. like they have good intentions for you, mm-hmm. for life, for people, but it's an agenda. Yeah. Uh, that's all. I mean, I, want you I to can't t- go into detail. You can't expound on it. Without you ain't got to say nobody's name, but you can expound on it. I just feel like it's unfortunate when you. I feel like it's <laughs> unfortunate when you meet people like yeah. that because. Me being the type of person I am, I meet someone and it takes a lot. Like if I get good energy from you, then I'm I'm a fuck with you. Yeah. And so if that's what you're giving me and then I come to find out that that's not the it's real not who you, you are. Like it's draining for me. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally draining. So that's my thing. I, You know, a lot of people say keep your circle smaller. Mm-hmm. And I've always said I like a triangle. Yeah. And and the reason I say a triangle is me and my mom and my brother, like growing up, it was just us. Mm-hmm. So we called ourselves a triangle. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting an RTs, I was like, who's your triangle? Or keep, you can have two triangles. You know, mm-hmm. you can have your immediate, then you can have the out one. Yeah. But circles, you can put a lot of little dots on a circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Cause it's round. Yeah, I want niggas that's point A B B to C, C yeah. back to A. You Let's know keep exactly that. what you get. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I know there's been times when, I, like, when me and you first started dating, I remember my mom would be like, "Can you trust her with this?" And I was like, "I wouldn't even tell her this shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we're still so close now. You know what I'm saying? And people are coming to us, and we could dive into this. So people are coming to us and be like, "Why aren't y'all together?" Yeah. And I tell people, for one. If we got together again and it didn't work, our friendship wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. So we, I feel like if I'm going back, like, and me and her have agreed to this, if we come back, it has to be more substantial and more hardcore, like, solidified than mm-hmm. it was the first time. Because the, and that's going to take a lot. Because you got to think about it. It was like six years the first time. Yeah. But I think, I think when you take time to learn and grow, mm-hmm. at the time of learning who you are at 20-something, and that was something we were going to talk about and we could roll it in about it being the end of an era almost. Mm-hmm. This decade the is decade. ending. When 2020 hits, like you got to think, I'm 37. I was 27. Mm-hmm. I'm a totally different person oh, yeah. than I was from 27 to 37. Mm-hmm. And the things that I've learned and, and the people that I've learned thing, from. Because we know people that literally stay the they same. They stay the same. And that's so depressing. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's depressing to think about. When I walked back this morning when you were walking in and I was like, yo, I got to go back to the car mm-hmm. and get it. I thought about it. I was like, we started this podcast stuff a couple years ago. Before then, a few, a few we didn't know Spider. Mm-hmm. We didn't know Michael. We didn't know that none, we'd be sitting in the We didn't know that like we would this. be sitting here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't know that it would be a growth phase from mm-hmm. 
MZ Studios, the first one, to MZ Studios now, mm -hmm. to even being partners and being friends with people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, we never expected it to grow to this point. Mm -hmm. And now it's getting to a point to where we've embraced who we are. Mm -hmm. We've embraced what we do. Yeah. And now it, it, it's, it's on to another level. And I talk about all the time with the 10 years for us. And Artesia has changed the game on the podcast. It's a different dynamic. It's totally a different, different element. And if you go back and listen to all our future episodes, our past episodes, you'll listen and be like, okay, content went from good mm -hmm. to decent to okay to good to great now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. all those people along the way, and oftentimes we'll sit up and talk about all the people who've been on the podcast, and it's like, what are they doing now? Mm -hmm. Not saying this podcast is like PWC or some shit, <laughs> but it's grown. Yeah. And you look at the other podcasts and other businesses that have not, mm -hmm. or the ones who have failed. Yeah. Artesia is never going to say now. You see how I, that was an opening. No, I, and it failed. Uh huh. I've literally talked twenty eight. I don't I, know why you make this a thing. I have to because because you're not listening. No, I do listen, mm -hmm. and I and I recognized it early on, which mm -hmm. is why I actually just I'm jumped in a, there. I'm really giving you a hard time because you got you these off. next two. So these next two is on her, but I like to just kind of get on her. Yeah, you, you know always do. That's but your, I feel like that's I your should. mo. It is my mo. <laughs> the respectability factor of business. We kind of talked about it before we got on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I think me and Artesia of late as the last six months to a year, we've really been diving into the business perspective yeah, of Roberts Media Group. And what we want to put out to there for ourselves. our name. And we work hard to do so. And so it's like we would appreciate if people respected our work as much as we respect it. Because we don't come to anybody in half ass. We don't come to anybody and ask for discounts. Yeah. If you tell us this is what we got to pay, yeah. then we're going to figure that shit out and get it done. Yes. But it seems like as we continue to grow, we're coming across people that seemingly are on the same page. We're more professional than everybody. Exactly. That's what it feels like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think people like, that's why I try to get people to understand, like you can listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is not a hundred percent who we are. Mm -hmm. This is about 30% of who Even we are. You would have to fight somebody to tell them otherwise. Yeah. Cause they feel like they know, they us. know you. And it's like, you really don't know me. Yeah. You can get fucked up. You can get a handshake, you can get a hug or a kiss, <laughs> but it's that many different levels to us. Yeah. And I think when we comes to business, people look at us as playful and funny mm -hmm. from this episode or from these podcasts. It's episodes. really like family style. It is. So it's like we try and to family will take advantage of you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We try to incorporate everybody. We want um, everybody to get along yeah. and have that dynamic. But yeah. at the end of the day, business is still business. And I've told her, I said, even though we're a small entity, we have to start moving like big corporations. Like we would take, but we've always done that. We have, but we, I think we, when I say that, I mean like not being so like having our emotions, our emotions tied to yeah. a person. And that's it, a struggle for me. Yeah. And that's something we talk about. I know the other, this a uh, couple weeks ago, she was going to send out an email, bro. And, <laughs> and the email was so, not... the email was so personal. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, but that's also why, because I know myself yes. and I do know how to conduct business. Yeah, you do. Even when I was typing it, I was like, okay, RTZ, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. <laughs> Way but, much, nigga. But it was just one of those things where I invested a lot in this person. You did. I had my hopes up high for this person. You did. This person hyped me up. You like did. I'm, she, in, like, I'm did. all in for this person. Yeah. And they totally dropped the ball. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to get this shit off. And she sent that email to me and I was reading it. I'm like, like, okay, <laughs> the first sentence is, I mean, the first paragraph, <laughs> boom. Then I got to the point where it said, 
we've what did you say no no no, no. we're not gonna say what i said <laughs> well you took it out of the email so the person ain't gonna know who they who i know but i'm just embarrassed that i even put that on there but basically the she was trying to know better because she it was kind of like letting them person know like yo we've been lenient with you and i'm like you can't talk to a mother because if a motherfucker sent me an email and talking about like we've been lenient, i'm like bitch fuck you and, then that was, and your business and i was in my feelings too because the only reason why that email was even drafted yeah. was because i couldn't get the person on the phone yeah because those conversations i prefer Need to have to in person on or on the phone because people so can that take way, them a different exactly. way Exactly. Yeah. But we was over here playing phone tag and I'm yeah. like, you know what? You're going to get this shit today. Yeah. But I told her, I was like, you got to take personal business out of it, a personal emotion out of mm-hmm. it, even to the point where we would have meetings. And if we have a meeting for all the podcasts and we, you know, like seven and then mm-hmm. only three show up, you kind of like. Okay. It's a buzzkill. But but, but if you have a corporate business and not being funny, let's just say we worked for this building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they had a company meeting. Nobody's going to give a shit if us three don't come, if the other 45 people go. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I told her, I said, we have to get to that point to where you're not feeling like it's a personal slight if somebody doesn't respond or yeah. show up to you. Focus on the people who do mm-hmm. because those are the ones who take you serious. They take right. the content serious. And those are the people that you can entrust to do something. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are the people you're going to end up working with for a long, long term. Yeah. Like me, like I said, we don't see Spider every fucking week or day, mm-hmm. but we can literally be like, yo, we're going to play this. We want this, want mm-hmm. that. And because he knows us, he gets us yeah. because now we've been working with these motherfuckers for like two, three years. We've built a rapport. We talk to them for business mm-hmm. and we talk to them outside of that mm-hmm. to say, hey, are you OK? How's your dad doing? He'll hit me up and say, hey, I heard you was sick. Or Tisha said, Mm-hmm. those are the people you want to work with yeah. and I tell her take your personal feelings out of it because you'll be mad every goddamn day because people don't cherish the work the way you do Yeah. and now she notices that because I used to get angry at motherfuckers when we first started this podcast people come in and I'm like I need three topics when you come in mm-hmm. niggas come in no topics people come in no food they eating food people come in not bringing drink but they it's drink and drink yeah, and it's like motherfucker I'm being drained here. Mm-hmm. So it is very draining. And there's two kind of styles of podcasts that I've seen because we've recorded so many here yeah. now. And it's people that are really trying to do something with it. Yeah. And people that are just in here hanging out. Hanging out. And I think you know, we've talked about it. They all have a mix of both. Yeah. You know? As we talked about it being, you said it in the open or old opening, yeah. that it was therapy for you. It is. And it's like that for a lot of people. They're just coming in here to talk with their friends, don't yep. really care who's listening. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? But then there's the people that really take it serious or trying to do something, yeah. trying to go somewhere. Yep. Yeah. And the only reason I feel like I take it more serious than other people is I feel like when I speak about content or some of the topics that we discuss, mm-hmm. I'm serious about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if a white person or an Indian person or a Mexican person listen to this podcast, and we're talking about race or religion or whatever, they're going to hear real people fucking talking. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck if a, a a black girl or a black man, man or woman says, oh, you a house nigga for dating white people. I don't give a fuck, nigga. That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't move me. But there are people who feel a certain way and they're holding themselves hostage on living mm-hmm. because of the way other people feel about them. I'm not one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Period. Update. We won't be going to D.C. on November 17th. For a live show we were going to do that but the partners that we were working with the dates have changed mm-hmm. um to a week prior so we won't be going out there we do wish you know our partners that much we were going to work with much success and look much, forward to collaborating with them in the future down the line for sure for sure but we still gotta go somewhere because i'm ready to get out of that yeah but i thought i hadn't <laughs> been anywhere in a while and then i was like damn we yeah, just left crazy. a month ago because but it feels crazy. like a long time i was like we just got back from california that's oh. why i you know i enjoy being single because this 
this motherfucker's cool as shit, but she loves to go. Yeah, I love to travel. And I'm playing tickets. You like to travel too. I do. Don't play. I do. Because there, there have been times when yeah. I'm literally not even thinking about no trip, especially at the end of the year, because that's pretty much on lock for me. Yeah, you got the but, kids and yeah, the holidays. birthdays, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, but then you'd be like, oh, I'm ready to get out of here. I so. think I, a lot of times I'm ready to leave because the creative energy is not the and same in Dallas. Saying. And the, the racism, the, yeah, the police climbing yeah. and shit is, is fucking crazy. So it's a lot of hate. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fake pretentious shit. And you shit. go somewhere else where people aren't staring at you, looking at you like you're crazy. And it's just a you breath just of fresh air. You just get to be. It's like, a breath of fresh yeah, air. Nobody cares. Like, you, you wanted to talk about, because uh, since you want to get these episodes out, well, let's roll through it. Surprisingly good show, Rhythm and Flow, you told me about. Now, oh, I won't watch yeah. it, but a lot of people have been talking about it. I hate that you did not watch it. Is it good? It, I, I won't watch it. Me neither. You won't? No. Okay, so y'all. Tell, I, tell, I, them, tell them why. I just can't do that talent show style well, shit. That's me. No, that was me too. And I felt the same way. But y'all know I love T.I. He was my first celebrity crush. Will always be my celebrity crush. Yeah, whatever, crush. nigga. Anyway, so I saw him on there. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. He's dope. Cardi, you know, she's a character. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. First episode. It's not your typical talent show. Like, they're gimmicky. They're like, uh, yeah. you don't know. But it really reeled me in. And yeah. they had some dope talent on there. So niggas could really rap. They could really rap. The, everybody in the finals, like, killed that shit. I think it's more I would about not niggas embarrassing me that's not good. I would not have wanted to be a judge because everybody killed that shit. Did you ever have, that? was it one of those people? Because, you know, it's always that one where a nigga think they can sing or rap and they get out there and you be like, you feel like it's your cousin or your brother and you're like, I got to change was a couple. It was a couple of moments where I couldn't look at the screen because I, I'm always nervous when somebody's putting themselves <laughs> out there anyway. Yeah. Because you want it to be good. Like, you root, like I'm rooting for everybody black, whatever. Yeah, but you can't guarantee Yeah. That. So it was a couple of those moments. But once they got everybody down to the finalists yeah everybody was on point literally yeah. it was a hard decision now d smoke is the guy that won the competition and he was one of my favorites from the start because then he's a black guy he can rap in english she's about to say that nigga can rap yeah he can <laughs> <laughs> i read a lip yeah. change <laughs> he can rap in english uh spanish like he's fluent in yeah. multiple languages um he has a strong music history in his family yeah. it's actually sir's a uh, brother Sir the Baptist? Yeah, no, not Sir the Baptist. Just Sir. Who is Sir? You haven't heard the album? Oh, uh, the guy S-R. Chasing Summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his brother. Yeah, that's his brother. Mm, okay. They're both from Inglewood, but he has some dope content. He was a he was a more conscious rapper. Yeah, and a lot of people it's hard for him to get with that. But I think everybody that was on the show in the finals, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do next because they got the exposure that they deserve. Deserve for mm-hmm. it, yeah. So the return of the NBA is here. Uh, it came out on your birthday. On my birthday. Yeah. Um, I am a Chicago Bulls fan. I'm still proud to say that, even though we haven't won really shit since Jordan and a little bit of the D-Rose and Baby Bulls you era. You ask me who my team is? No, you just pretty much jump ship. <laughs> no. Wherever, whatever. I have, I, I've done the same thing, though, because yeah. I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. Me too. And I'm an OKC fan. That was well, my second team, the but team. they blew up the team. I'm yeah. still an OKC fan. They're going to be good. I give them about three to five years. Mm-hmm. They'll use those draft picks and trades, turn them into something. But I am a Brody fan. Yeah, I'm rocking and with the Rockets, and you know I got to go with, with the LeBron because uh, that's my baby. Y'all yeah, like. both suck. Jesus. What? <laughs> Sorry. Who do you like? Mavs, dude. I grew up oh, here, man. Now, I was a diehard Mavs fan until they broke up the team. Also, Tyson Chandler now plays for the Rockets. He does. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I used to be a Mavs fan back when it was like Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, Orlando Black, Rolando Blackman. Like I was the one when they were like more rough. Mm-hmm. You can send. How long Mark Cuban been the the owner? Ninety nine, two thousand, yeah. somewhere in there. So, so since he's be, years. yeah, so since he's become that that guy, mm-hmm. like I see, it's a a change. 
And we've heard like, I definitely don't think Mark Cuban is racist, mm-hmm. but I think he's narrow minded in certain things. Yeah. And what they're trying to do with this whole Dallas shit. And this is why I said, I just realized you got the old Mavericks hat on too. Yep. That's when I liked them though, <laughs> when they had that logo. Yeah. But it's like ever since Cuban took over, it's changed to where it's more what in the black community, people be like, it's like the great white hope. Like mm-hmm. he has this whole season yeah. is about taking Prozingas and Doncic and being like, yo, these white boys could play. The downfall for that is <laughs> when you put white dudes on the level of black dudes being like, yo, these they can ball like black dudes. Mm-hmm. Black dudes take that shit personal. Oh, they, they level up. To prove. And Stephen A. Smith didn't say black dudes, but like what he was saying when because Max Kellerman on ESPN First yeah, Take, he was, yeah, he was like, yo, these guys are going to be good. They're going to be in the playoffs. And he's like, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He's like, but brothers ain't having that. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. When I would go hoop or play ball, I used to be like, this white dude is not outrunning me. Mm-hmm. He not fits to knock me out mm-hmm. because we as athletes take it kind of as a personal slight where it's yeah. like a white dude cannot be better than me. You're talking about amateur sports though. Huh? Yeah. Talking about amateur sports. Yeah. That's, no, we, I mean, I'm not talking no, no, shit. No, I'm no, no, no you're not. When you get, especially with the NBA now, like that's a whole different class of people. Now. It's a whole plateau. It's like, it's getting to where all these old NBA players' kids are in the NBA now. It's mm-hmm. like if you are coming from the streets, yeah. you don't have that much of a shot no. anymore. Yeah. It's like you, it's true. It's start, that gap is starting to close. I do think Luka Doncic is, is cold with it. Mm-hmm. I just think the I hate when they put a target. This, and it's not, their, it it's not their fault. And let me, let me say that. I like Porzingis. I like Luka Doncic. I mm-hmm. like their games. But what's fucking them up is when white analysts see good white dudes, they try to make them like a Larry Bird mm-hmm. or they try to make it like the great white hope. And what I'm saying is they'll try like not being funny. Look at Tom Brady. They like this yeah. nigga is the epitome, but he's slowish. He's always had a good line mm-hmm. and good coaching. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, I think they're great players. But just when you start saying, yeah, just let them be great players. Stop yeah. putting all that pressure on them to say they do this. They're the great white hope. Just mm-hmm. let them be great basketball players because you're putting a target on their back that mentally they may not be able to, to handle. Prozingis coming back off of ACL, like, let that man do mm-hmm. what he does. You can't stop a 7-6 motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, what you going to do with an athletic 7-6? We know that. Well, but don't put that pressure on him. Exactly. Like don't put everybody. pressure on him to make him play harder, hurt himself. or mm-hmm. It's well, a lot it, of pressure. It, 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 it hurts also that this is a pretty racist town. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's kind of been. I love having shit, fun. man. Most of the real famous Dallas athletes were white guys. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think about it. And that's why I say it's like they're trying to ret- have the return of the great white hope. Outside of, you know, like Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith. It's been it's all been white. fucking white dudes. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, like, Larry Bird, that's why Larry Bird was so great. But the thing about Larry Bird, they didn't have to hype that nigga up. That nigga whooped ass on his own. Mm-hmm. He did. I liked Larry Bird. So my thing is, like, quit trying to, when people say racism, like you fighting a war, race is in everything. Mm-hmm. The reason they're pumping these niggas up is because of race. Mm-hmm. Let's just let them be good basketball players. So mm-hmm. I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's across the board, too, because in any industry, like, you'll have people be like, oh, who's going to be the next Whitney Houston? Who's going to be the next, yeah. um, you know, Martin Luther yeah. King or just whatever? Let people, yeah. Just every, let people be in their the own life. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let them be. But you said it. You said it right. In this, it's a red state. Mm-hmm. It's still real racist here. So they're going to try to pump that up. I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden work out because – it worked well in OKC. They're friends, whatever. I don't. I, and people you can are trying, see the chemistry. Yes, and people are trying to say Russell Westbrook is selfish. He's not. You can't average a triple double and be selfish. You can't average twelve assists and be selfish. Mm-hmm. LeBron and AD. LeBron did get killed the other night by Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. 
That's okay. It's just the beginning. It is just the beginning. A lot of people are souping it up. I don't really talk barbershop talk with sports because mm-hmm. it's a lot of niggas in there that's talking that don't know sports. Yeah, because LeBron will have a great game next game and then they be riding his dick. So know? that's why so. I say I don't even discuss sports unless it's niggas who really can talk about the ins and outs of sports, mm-hmm. not just like liking a player and saying, oh, this person is going to be better because of this or that. Yeah. So Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, them niggas look real. Like this is not a sports show. We just giving high overviews of how we feel from the first week of playing. Mm-hmm. And then... Before we get up out of here, we did want to talk a little bit about Jesus is King. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he definitely went in a different direction. That nigga did. It was to be expected because, he, he you did. know, all the Sunday service. It hype. was. So when I heard it, I was like, okay, I, you know, I can get behind this. Um, the fallout was, I was surprised by, well, not surprised. Niggas, I was trying to put you in the heaven or hell. Exactly. And I think the majority of it comes from, quote unquote, Christians to say, oh, well, he can't be doing this. But who's to say that his way of getting that message out there is not touching somebody? And you said that somebody did a tweet and said, oh, no matter how much church music Kanye makes, he's still going to hell. Yeah. Nigga. That's not for you to decide. You don't get to decide that shit. No. Niggas are trying to take this religion thing and make themselves God. Niggas, you you are not God. you really want to talk about it, like the Bible talks about, like how it mentions how difficult. Is it gonna is. be to get into heaven. And at my old church, they used to say, like, some of the people that you think are going to heaven for sure probably won't even be there. Nope. Nobody knows. But I don't really believe that's in the heaven thing. Or that's hell, what I'm saying. So Nobody yeah. knows. This is hell. Heaven. <laughs> hell I mean, on earth. This is hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. And wherever no, we're going after this, around a few more hours, I'll show you hell. And so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like, yo, I I, I yeah. don't have time for that. I just think um also with the Kanye West album, mm-hmm. I think people need to allow celebrities and to evolve. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we all go through different phases in our lives. Ten years if our ago, lives were on display, yeah. we would be experiencing the same yeah. shit. Ten That's years what? ago, I was doing more lying. I was doing more just a bunch of stupid shit. So what was you about to say, bro? Uh, good question. I was about to say, do you forget it? <laughs> this is like, like me when it catches right oh, there. Oh, no. Uh, damn it. It's right there on the edge. I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's what drives me crazy about like uh, people pulling up old tweets and shit. It's yeah. like, yo, like yeah. people can change. And I, I was talking about because they were uh, last night on a show. We're talking about the Bible and everything. And I was like, uh, cancel culture is like Old Testament God. Mm-hmm. You can't do shit wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you can't done. And how are you supposed to be perfect? You can, you can't. Nobody can so be once perfect. once you realize that and you just live your life, yeah. you'll be a much happier person. And you got to let people evolve because, like he said, if you go back and look at tweets from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. this is the thing. I just put out, we did the episode last weekend. I, I put out the snippet where I was like, we were talking about online dating mm-hmm. and what do you want on your profile? And I was like, if somebody has God-fearing, <laughs> I don't want that. I want a devilish bitch. I want a bitch. devilish bitch. <laughs> that but was when, funny to me. Yeah, but when I said devilish bitch, I mean, and I just want somebody who's freaky, mm-hmm. who's open-minded, not a devilish bitch. Then you had some, like, Christian people being like, well, God gonna give you what you asked for. Because I don't believe in your bother, God, nigga. They didn't so, even bother to listen to the whole thing. The they whole just snippet, took that or, snippet and was like, oh. Yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, you don't know me. And yeah. yes, I want a devilish bitch. I don't want no chastity panty wearing bitch. I want a bitch don't wear no panties and can get in a thong. Like, don't tell me what the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. I'm devilish. I can handle devil. I can't stand the Jesus shit. <laughs> Yeah, because even when I was letting you listen to the album this morning, you was like, "Woo, too much church for me." Sound like a praise and worship. Yeah, I like now in uh, the evolution of Kanye West. We have to understand that this nigga has changed. Mm -hmm. He has lost people close to him. Mm -hmm. He's addressed his shit with bipolar, like you said. I think everybody's bipolar. We all have multiple thought processes, mindsets. I came over to the house yesterday after drinking, didn't want to be fucking bothered, and and then I was like, fell asleep on the couch and everything, and I was like, yo. 
I'm 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 on her time. I came down there like three times trying to change the because I don't believe in bad vibes, like bad energy in my house. That's my personal space. Yeah. Came down there, I was like, "Yeah, this nigga ain't trying to be fucked with." So I just went upstairs, and went to sleep. And I was like, "I'm sorry, man." I was <laughs> like, "We got, you know, I got friends in town. I let him use my place, and I was just like, I just need a place to lay my." I head. think it's whenever he feels like he's forced to be somewhere, yeah. it don't ever go well. Right, it doesn't. <laughs> so we're gonna get ready to wrap up our next guest to here. I can't answer the phone right now. So, but I mean, did we, we talk about um, wrapping up the decade? Like, you can start it. Go ahead. Okay. We so, did talk about wrapping up the decade because we were talking about how 10 years oh, have changed. Okay. I thought we had specific. Okay. We good. I thought we had specific questions. Try to run this shit, my nigga. All right. Yeah, you should be made free. John 836. To whom the sun said free is free indeed. He say the rich like me. do that shit too so matter of fact when we close we'll just say whatever and then you'll go and then do it in there that's perfect tell niggas don't be stealing our shit man that's gonna be perfect i like that spider we're gonna have to do some work together bro. you are now listening to the reality is the reality is Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.